It's the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. It's Tuesday, October 17th, 2023. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the Beckler and Shauna Pisscast. Welcome to it. I don't really have anything to say here. We had uh, Shane Wenzel from Shane Holmes in studio just a moment ago. He just left. We did. Uh, but I haven't had time to take a look at our... We just have one big audio file and usually like to go through and Yeah, we talked slightly. to him for 17 minutes. So, um, yeah, just kind of asking him about the ins and outs and behind the scenes stuff. But, yeah. Building homes and his his thoughts on the housing crisis, the affordability crisis in, in I guess, well, specifically Calgary, but it's yeah. happening everywhere. Uh, so maybe we'll take a look at that audio file and then play some of that for you tomorrow yes. on tomorrow's podcast. If that sounds cool. On today's show, we settle on a new category for naming the Chinooks this year because we had one yesterday in Calgary. Yes. Today it's just raining like crazy. You've heard of Karens. Of course, you've heard that term, but we have a few more of those, a few more names that have <laughs> sort of other connotations to them as well. Yep. We're going to talk about the Toronto accent, that and more, after your out-of-context clip. And I guess what I've proven, Chris, is that man does not need vegetables to survive. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. Part of the show, Sandy sent me this clip. It was an interview with NFL broadcaster Al Michaels, who calls play-by-play for Thursday Night Football. He's on CNN and he's chatting with Chris Wallace, and this came up in their interview right here. Is it true that you have never knowingly eaten a vegetable in your life? That is true. That is true. What? I was born when my parents were 18 and my mother hadn't even read Dr. Spock at that point. So she just let me have the, the, the run of the, uh, of the course. And uh, I always push the vegetables away. To this day, no. And I guess what I've proven, Chris, mm-hmm. is that man does not need vegetables to survive. Holy but is it, is it just possible <laughs> that you would like... So we'll pick up there in a second, but uh, well, Al Michaels Beckler. has never knowingly had a vegetable. That is hilarious. That's way worse than me. Yeah. Like, you don't eat vegetables, really, but... I can, you know, I can drive the odd bag of snap yeah. peas into me. I've seen me. you with a snap pea. Yeah, I put spinach in my smoothies. There you go. Al Michaels doesn't, doesn't even, even do, do that. that. Wow. He's never knowingly put a vegetable in his body. So the the meat and potato diet works for him too. I mean, he's older, I guess. I wouldn't say Al Michaels is like the pinnacle, the pinnacle of, of like okay. physique or anything. Okay, but he's still ticking. He's still working at his age, right? right. So yeah. But is it is it just possible that you would like? I'm thinking of one of the more non-objectionable vegetables, a carrot. Oh please. <laughs> Please. A carrot? No, a carrot. No, that's an objectionable vegetable. Oh, my vegetable. God. I mean, I was, really? What? I mean, how would you know? You've never tasted it. I look at it. I just don't even like the look oh of it. Oh, my God. And I surmise what it might taste like in terms of the texture of it. Ow. I think a lot of it probably has to do with it. just doesn't look like something that would go down well. Put a veggie on your plate. Oh, you're right about that, Al. It doesn't go down Holy well. Holy hell, but- that is hum- <laughs> Like, what a child. Like, I'm like, you, well, he hasn't experimented once with the. It would be so funny to go out to dinner with him and he'd be like, ooh, PU. Like, moving all the vegetables away. I don't like that. And has probably had, like, fancy dinners all over yeah. the place, being a pretty important right? person he in broadcasting. Makes good money you know? to, oh, my. That is hilarious. So that makes me feel a little better. There, yeah. And it, sound, it also sounds like for him, it's really about choice. Yeah. 
Like, I wish I could eat vegetables. I just can't keep them down. No, you have an actual aversion to them, whereas for him, he's just like, he's, nah. He's, I don't have to. He's just super, st- the most stubborn child in the world. I am not eating that vegetable. But- and still to this day is that way. <laughs> oh, man. I love his quote that he's proven <laughs> man doesn't need vegetables to survive. Well, I feel like I'm proving that every day. I, I was guessing, like, the you're you're talking about how the meat and potato diet should be a thing. Or yep. the, the pizza meat diet. Cheese even. Diet, yeah. Meat and cheese. There you go. But wasting your time Good with all work. the other stuff. You and Al. <laughs> Me and Al Michaels. Go in brothers. together. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. We're a big fan of the wheeze laugh on this radio program. We sure are. Uh, just because it's it's the most contagious. There's something about the wheeze laugh that's just so amazing. So friend of the show, Jay, sent us another one to add to here. Let's just get to it. <laughs> What's happening in the video? Okay, so what's happening here is there's a woman who is basically having a standoff with a raccoon. And then the raccoon starts to chase her, and she tries to run away, and she falls. And then the <laughs> raccoon comes after her, and that's basically what's and happening. the person who's so filming is laughing? The, yeah, the person who's filming is just killing herself in her car watching this go down. I'm so, really worried about her. It doesn't sound like she can get a breath in. I don't think, I think she she's can. she's going to pass she's out. She's just like... <laughs> And then there's somebody else in the car who's now laughing as well. Oh, there's the breath. She got the breath at the end there. Go help the woman. Oh, my lordy. She's being attacked by a raccoon. No. She's just sitting here and, oh, yeah, just... (laughs) The wheeze laugh doesn't even... It doesn't even sound human at its best, Holy does it? That's why it's so it great. This is why it's phenomenal. <laughs> that is a true... Somebody is having just the time breathe, of their woman. life. Breathe, Nope. The and Shauna Podcast. This video came down my TikTok feed recently of a girl from Toronto speaking with... I just said it wrong, didn't I? Toronto. Toronto speaking with uh, the Toronto accent. And we've very briefly discussed the Toronto accent before on this show. But this is one of the most egregious examples of the Toronto accent so I've ever heard. It's funny because I don't think Toronto has an accent. No. Like it's kind of a an amalgamation of so many people from so many different places. Like it, it you really the accents are just from the places where people are. Right? So what would you call this? And what I don't like is if the business is true that you left your mom's in the hood, somebody go smoke that you. You don't leave your mom's nowhere. You have money and you left your mom's there. Yo, you're sick to my stomach, fam. But if it's not true, Shorty's just talking shit. I would call that an accent. Yeah. I don't think that's a Toronto accent. That's, that's the Toronto a really accent. really strange amalgamation is, of things. That is the Toronto accent. Yeah. So this is, here's another example. This is a video from a few years ago making fun of the Toronto accent. Mm-hmm. This guy's going hard at it. Mans are back to really show you beans how mix-up it gets in these ends. See that goon scrap DVD 2017. Oz is jam-packed with bear to blow a man's cellar socks off. I guess a man like Ed wasn't so honest about this part of the six Oz. So it's our being in It's people trying to imitate being Jamaican in certain ways is what that is, which is so funny because when I was growing up in Brampton, there was a, fa- a fad where my friend Boobs would try and speak <laughs> like that the odd time. And it was just like... I so was it's kill- a fake Jamaican accent totally. is what it is. It, I, and I was killing myself. I was like, what do you, this is not how you speak. But yeah, it's like, it's that slang that for some reason people pick up on. 
So there's the slang, so and then weird. there's the accent. Like the, yeah. the Toronto has its very it's specific slang, and that you yeah. can find lists and lists of all the yeah. words that people in Toronto use, and a lot of it is drawn from Jamaican patois. Yeah. Um, but there is also an accent in there. There's yeah, definitely it's imitating a Jamaican accent is what you're trying to do, and it's that's not people's actual accents. That's one of those ridiculous. It's like the Valley Girl thing. You know, for a while people were trying to speak like a Valley Girl. <laughs> that's what happens here. That just remind that brought back flashbacks of boobs. She grew out of that, luckily. But yeah, there were a couple people who would speak like that and then grow out of it. It was like trying to imitate. I don't know what whatever was right. Yeah. Well, I went looking weird. to see what linguists have said about this, yeah. and it's it's a fairly recent phenomenon. So there hasn't been much written about it in terms of like what I guess they call the phonology, like the sound of the accent. Yeah. But it's what's considered a multi-ethnolect. And it's like a dialect, a language, a way of speaking that comes out of diverse communities. Mm -hmm. And uh, they consider it, they call it multicultural Toronto English. MTE is what it's known as. Yeah. And I guess London has its own too, multicultural London English. But uh, but you're not born with this. It's one of those things that you you choose to, to speak like. Again, because I remember that so clearly. And people would do it. I'm like... Can we stop that now? And it's fair. Like I said, it's fairly recent because I don't think there's anybody over like a certain age who speaks like that. No. Like nobody from your parents' generation talks like that. And right? they won't for long. It, they'll grow out of it. Like again, Will they though? Yeah. I you bet. Th- yep. You think they'll grow out of it. I 100%. think if you have an entire generation of people talking like this, and you can hear it a bit like when Drake speaks. Mm-hmm. So when, you, when you have a whole generation of people talking like that, it will become a thing. It's not, like, I don't I think it's just going to disappear. Okay, because yeah, when it, when I was in school, like it was things, people would start to speak that way and then they they, they grew out of it. It wasn't a consistent thing. It was How again like odd. the Valley Girl thing. So, so yeah, Toronto maybe has, like, now. A fake accent. Yeah, the odd person will, it's, uh, but there's. And what I don't like is oh. if the business is true that you left your moms in the hood, <laughs> somebody go smoke that you. That's. But it's like, I have, have you ever had friends though who hang out with a different ethnic group and then they'll try and pick up that accent a little bit? Like it'll Not come. really. Even like Australian no. and stuff, you'll, you'll pick up the odd slang or in a bit of the accent too. I've had that. I think that, you'd get made fun of for yeah, doing that. Yeah, you do. And then you grow out of it. But yeah, maybe now it's happening so much in Toronto that it, people are growing up with it as like five-year-olds and they're going to have it for their life. Because that chick didn't sound Jamaican. Nope. Well, That's something else. This guy does. Are back to really show you beans how mix up it gets. This guy, you can hear the Jamaican. Uh, right? pockets yeah. are being inspected. The ghost lines are up. Sneaky plots unfold right before your head top. Yeah, but no. she didn't. You don't leave your moms nowhere. You have money and you left your moms there. Yo, you're sick to my stomach, fam. But if it's not true, Shorty's just talking. Shit. That's its own thing. Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's the to Toronto see if it accent. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. We've got some Vancouver soft headlines for you, Beckler, if I could. All right. I have Vancouver soft music Great. for you. So uh, for those of you new to the show, this is just when we um, talk about how the headlines are just a little bit softer in Vancouver than they are here. The people of Vancouver are a little softer, and it's just because the weather's a little warmer, right? So Softest people in Canada. Sometimes we have some yeah, really sad or hard-hitting headlines here, and then in Vancouver, things just tend to be a little more relaxed, a little less... Intense. So here we go. Okay, first. Vancouver woman sues neighbor over privacy wall blocking ocean view. So, I mean, just oh, very... She's kind of got a point there. Yeah, <laughs> I suppose so. Very Vancouver, though. She's very sad that her ocean view's gone. Uh, this tends to happen with most cities, though, when things are built. It's, it happens. I didn't realize that's the reason that certain neighborhoods here are required to have, like, chain link fences if they mm. back green space. 
I've always wondered, like, I could see right into your yard. Yeah. And a friend told me it's because nobody wants their view blocked. That makes sense. Side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, this one. Why Port Moody police let raccoon bandit get away? <laughs> because it's a raccoon. That's why you I let it get. Think. Why are we saying a raccoon bandit also? Again, just a little. Okay. Is the police supposed to bring that raccoon in? <laughs> That's honestly what I'm curious about. It's a raccoon. You got to okay. let it go. Okay. It's not a big deal. Anyway. Intense whale chase caught on camera. Who is the whale chasing? Another whale, I oh. think. It was a whale chase. Uh, yeah, very intense. I just laugh, laugh. I'm like, okay, not a car chase, not a police chase, but a whale, whale chase, chase yeah. is what I we're speak catching whale on chase. camera. Intense, very intense. And then this one. The bubbliest of bubble teams predicting the Canucks season. Just even saying the word bubbles. Bubble, like, bubbliest? The bubbliest of the bubble teams. No hockey team wants to be described as bubbly. You don't want to be called, right? Like, there's just ways that you could have said that that aren't the bubbliest of bubble teams. Ooh, like, are bubbly. we talking about the Canucks? No, we want to, the poor team probably, no wonder the Canucks are so soft. They probably just are like, this is what they're doing to us in the media. Okay? They're bubbly. They're so bubbly. The bubbly teams. we got a bubbly group of, of guys here this year. We've got year. a bubbly group Whoa. of guys. We've got a, a whale <laughs> chase going on. The raccoon bandit. <laughs> Honestly. Soft stuff. Soft stuff. Podcast. I heard a couple really funny terms recently that I wanted to share with you. Okay, amazing. So everybody knows about the term Karen, right? Yeah. What a Karen is. Mm -hmm. Karen is a difficult white woman. I want to speak to your manager type. Yep. And you and I have talked about this. We we both feel that the use of the word Karen has gotten a little lazy. Yeah. It's a little overdone. Totally. Although, I mean, you and I have kind of done the same thing with the name Terry. We sure have. So, That's it. Yeah. But there are a bunch of names that have these connotations. Um, I think at one point we talked about how in Germany, the name Kevin is seen as incredibly low class and uncool. Yeah. Any like what they consider to be two Western, yep. I guess, names. So Kevin, there's also the term alpha Kevin, which is if you're being a real Kevin. And Kevinisms. Like, Ke yeah. Kevinism is a thing. It's, yeah, basically you're called a Kevin if you're an idiot, if you're, they see you as lower class. Yeah. yeah like. The female equivalent of that in Germany is Chantel, because mm. they think it seems like too fancy in French for Hilarious. Germans. Yeah. So you could be a Kevin or a Chantel there. That's amazing. But there are a few others of these that I just learned about. I guess in, in, uh, in, in the Philippines, Karen is called a Marites. Okay. And Emeritus is more of like a gossip, more of someone who's like, knows everything that's happening, is in everyone else's business. That's a nosy neighbor kind yeah, of. Yeah, Emeritus. Okay. Uh, and then, heard <laughs> this one. So, when I think of the name Nigel, it sounds to me to be the, like the most British name I can think of, right? Absolutely. The name Nigel. Yeah. But I guess as of the last couple of years, the name Nigel is almost extinct in the UK. And they think a big part of that is Nigel Farage, the guy who led the Brexit movement. Oh. <sighs> And it was there was just so much you know yep. negativity around him that people Vitriol don't name their kids him. Nigel anymore Hilarious. in yep. the country where Nigel comes from. Yeah, but wow. in Australia, so I guess the, kind of the same thing has happened here with Gord. I think of Gord as like the most Canadian name. Nobody names their kid Gord anymore. Nope, which is a shame. We got to start naming our kids Gord again. It'll this come is back. I think. Yeah, in Australia, a Nigel is someone who has no friends. It's like a Nigel no mates is what it is because you have no mates, right? So sad. So, it's really sad, isn't it? Poor Nigel. That's a bit of a Nigel. Really getting a bad know? rap, like, isn't it? Oh man. So nobody's naming their kid Nigel anymore. I'm gonna use that it term just, going forward, though. Uh, he's all right. It's a bit of a Nigel. Nigel no mate over there. <laughs> a bit of a Nigel no mates. I love it. <laughs> the Beckler and 
Shana podcast. There was this restaurant in Canmore called Sauvage. And I was laughing a little bit because that's just savage in French. But of course, Sauvage makes it sound so much nicer, so much more hoity-toity. Have you been to Sauvage yet? Been to Sauvage? Mm. I made a reservation at Sauvage. I spoke to the maitre d' at Sauvage. Uh, and this happens fairly often, right, with restaurants that they will. They'll just take a, a word in a different language, and that's what they'll call it because it sounds it sounds nicer than it does in English. Especially if it's just one word, Yes, right? yeah. Very trendy, Totally cool. trendy. Yes, and it's been going on for quite some time. And to be fair, it's also partly because I don't think English sounds as nice. Like a lot of other languages just sound a lot nicer than we do. So it makes sense to a certain extent. Uh, but then I was thinking that maybe... I should come up with some names that I could offer up to these restaurants as well. Okay. Uh, so I've come up with some here, and these are just basically words in different languages, but we'll see how you feel. Now, as I say them, I'm going to rapid fire these. We can kind of go, you know, say, like, is this a good reservation? You know, we can kind of say it. Does it work or does it not? Quickly. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> Soproso. Soproso? Yeah, Soproso. I made a reservation at Soproso. Hmm. There was a Brazilian steakhouse in Saskatoon called Saboroso. Okay, so that's, that's very close. So Where, what go. language is that? That's tasty in Spanish. Okay. Uh, feroce. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. ferocious in French. Yeah. Feroce. Feroce. Uh, what about this one? Poisson. What does poisson mean? Fish in French. <laughs> poisson. Sounds very exotic, though. You know, that one, though, maybe even too far, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Ragazza Bianca. We a made little, a little wordy. We made but, a reservation at Ragazza Bianca. What does that mean? That means white girl in Spanish. Okay. Flans. F- Flans? Flans. I can't even say it, so That's I'm it. probably Flans. not going there. Flans. Flans. But again, sounds lovely. Like, I made a reso at Flans. Are you going to come? <laughs> Flans. Uh, no, I can't even say it. I probably can't come. Meads vegetable <laughs> in German. No, I'm so, definitely not going. Very trendy. Uh, rabioso. That's got to be Spanish. Uh, Italian, actually. Italian. Rabioso means rabid in Italian. Mm, like you're you're rabidly hungry. But again, there. I think that sounds nice, right? We made a reservation at Rabioso. I can see that one working, yeah. right? Uh, camion. We're going to Camion. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'd have a hard time pronouncing that. I can't even think of how I might spell it. So. C-A-M-I-O-N. It's really not that bad. Camion. Camion. And what mm-hmm. does it mean? Truck in French. Truck. Mm-hmm. We Which a, we, filled, we had a great... Dinner at truck last night. Where's where's good? Yeah, uh, Tambian. It's another one that sounds kind of nice to me. Tambian. Yep. Just means meat eater. Okay. Okay. Uh, what about this one? Colata. I could see this being a good Italian place to go to. I would go to any of these places if okay. Colada. You could convince me that they were fancy for sure. Yeah, right. Uh, it means butt in Spanish, <laughs> actually. So we went to butt last night. Scoreja. Butt. Scoreja is another great Italian name, I think. We're going to Scoreggia tonight. I made a rezzo at Scoreggia. And uh, that means? Fart in Italian. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Have you tried fart? Have you tried? But again, <laughs> nobody would know. Butt. They'd be like, oh, we're going to Scoreggia. And then they wouldn't realize that <laughs> you're just going to a place called fart. Anybody who spoke that language would be having a real blast with They'd this. They'd be laughing and you would be like, no, no, it's very trendy. Very, <laughs> very uppity. And one last one for you. Neef leaf. Neef leaf. We're going to Neefleaf tonight. And that means? Cousin lover in Dutch. So that's for your Sasky brethren there. They have a word for it? Uh, yeah, well, it's two words. Neefleaf. Neef, space, leaf, cousin, <laughs> lover. So there we go. We had a great dinner at...
Knee sleeve. <laughs> the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Well, I believe we had a Chinook yesterday. Yeah. You can it was see crazy. The, the, the big dis- arch. Yeah, the distinct signature arch out there in the west. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every year, we name the Chinooks like they do with tropical storms, like we some do. places even do with winter storms. And we draw those names from a different category each year. Yes. We have not selected a category yet this year. No, we've talked about it, and I think we've narrowed it down, right? I think so, because we, we opened it up to your suggestions. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, we've done Harry Potter Harry characters, Potter characters. Yep. just male and female names. Yep. Uh, we did Stores and Chinook, Chinook Mall. Chinook Mall. <laughs> yeah. was it, what, was the, what was last year? Was that Stores? What did we do last year? I, don't I think last now. year was Stores. Was it? Time flies. I don't know. Yes. So this year, we've decided that we're going to be naming the Chinooks after... One, one hit, hit wonders. wonders. All right. Mm-hmm. So any band or artist that had just one hit, uh, they will be eligible, and we'll go alphabetically like we always do. Totally. So we'll start with A. Yes. Now this is going to be tough, Shauna, because we have to decide what we consider to be a one hit wonder. Yeah. I know you and I were kind of discussing off the air, and we're like, "Well, is this does this count? Is this because that? Well, that band actually is considered a one hit wonder, but they have more than one hit, or they were big in a different country, or exactly." So does it does it have to be someone who just had a hit here in the West, or like, we'll give you a few examples. So one of the bands you mentioned right away was Aqua. Yes. But Aqua, I mean, that was their only big hit here. Uh, they had several hits in Europe, like well, several it. number ones in Europe. And like Dr. Jones, right? Which mm-hmm. was also Candyman. So, yeah. yeah. So does that qualify as more than one hit then? I know. This is where it gets kind of sticky. Yeah. I thought of Rick Astley, like Chinook Astley. Yeah. But he had two number ones and several top ten hits in the U.S. Wow. So while he's okay. known for that song, he did have other hits. He wasn't just a one-hit wonder. Interesting. Same with this band. Right. So that's Aha. Chinook Aha. They're Norwegian. They had a bunch of hits in their home country of Norway. But just not here. Just not here. So like when I was looking at lists of one-hit wonders and looking for A's, there were lots of Canadian artists that came up on this list because they only had one hit in the States. Right. But we would know a bunch of songs of theirs. So yeah. this is where... It gets very complicated. It's complicated. Yeah. I think we're going to have to simplify it and maybe just, you know, go with what our our feeling is and that's it. Okay. I mean, also the dis- name, that it, like if it rings off the tongue, like Chinook Aha is just fun to say. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So we could also do it that way. But It feels disrespectful to the artist, though, to call I them know. a one-hit wonder when they had more than one hit. It's true. There are true one-hit wonders. Like I found this example from 1979. This is Anita Ward. And she really only had this one hit. She was, a, I guess, a teacher before this song came out. So this is... Have you heard that song? Yep. That's a true one-hit wonder. If we wanted to... To be pure? If we wanted our Snooks to be pure, (laughs) our naming system to be pure. It's very important, very official, very scientific. It truly is, yeah. So We could feel this out as we go along. I mean, it's a long winter here. I was going to say there are some letters that might be very difficult to find an actual true one-hit wonder from as well. So We could get loose. It could be first names, last names, names of the song, Mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, okay. Uh, are you cool with Chinook Anita for yeah. the first one? I like that. Okay, as Let's a true one-hit wonder. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. I can see this Chinook naming category being controversial as we go along. People not feeling it's a true one-hit wonder. Not well-known enough. Like someone messaged and said, I don't know that 
Ring My Bell song by that Anita girl. Mm. So you should have went with this song instead. Alien Ant Farm, Smooth Criminal. Yeah, that would be another good option. And definitely a one-hit wonder. Name me another Alien Ant Farm song. Couldn't. You can't. No. You can't even name another song. That's a pretty good indication of a one-hit wonder. It's a good key. But as I said, when we were talking about this off the air, I'm like, it's going to be controversial for sure. Yeah. It's going to be our, but it doesn't matter. It's going to be to uh, the best of our judgment, and that's it, okay? Frig off. Here's another one that we could have done. Another one for A. terrible recording. I was about to say, is wow, that kind of audio quality? Potato? Or? That's the, <laughs> the Ataris. Man, it would also really suck if your only hit ever was a cover. I know. Especially because like, I really liked the Ataris growing up. They had lots of great songs. But that's what they're known for. They're only known for a Don Henley cover. So We've talked about this on the air before, though, too. And you know what? I think at that point, you just you embrace it. You're like, I'm still making some money. I still got to play some music. And that's, that's it, you know? Like, yeah. We have talked about that. If you have any success at all, you kind of have to just go with it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you just have to learn how to accept it, I think. you got to be prepared to play Smooth Criminal on in your encore till the end of your days. Yes. And probably three different versions of Smooth Criminal. <laughs> if you're Alien Ant Farm? If that's it. We're going to play uh, another version of... You're going to open the show with it. Yeah. There's going to be a reprise with an extended jam somewhere Absolutely. in the middle. And then... And then you're going to bring somebody else in to play it with you. Uh, yeah, maybe they'll do the cover of it for you while you just stand and watch. Uh, you know, just they'll keep cover playing. you covering. No, that's it. Nobody Jackson. wants to hear anything else, so you might as well just play that song nine times in a row. Okay? That is rough. <laughs> uh, the, the, <laughs> the Backlash Shot of Podcast is brought to you by Shane Holmes. As we mentioned, we just met um, Shane Wenzel from Shane Holmes. He said that they've been, Shane Holmes has been building homes for 43 years, and he thinks they're now over 15,000 homes built. That is a lot. And when that you hear him insane. talk tomorrow, he's going to talk a bit about like the construction of new homes and how that's changed and yeah. uh, all kinds of stuff. You can learn more at ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. The and Shauna Podcast. Conspiracy Corner, your platform for outlandish conspiracy theories. Yes. Uh, this is another Taylor Swift one, which I just recently had a Taylor Swift conspiracy, and this is another one involving her. Well, anytime there's that much money involved. It's true. You think that there's got to be some, something going on behind mm-hmm. the scenes. So uh, I think Taylor Swift is in bed with the movie theaters. I in don't, what way? So I don't know if you saw this, but Taylor Swift had a, she has a concert film in theaters right now. And it debuted this weekend to one of the highest grossing opening weekends for a concert film ever. And it may even be the highest grossing film in general for an October release. I did see this. Was this a live stream of her show or was it like, was it filmed and then shown in theaters? I believe it was filmed and then shown in theaters. This is the crazy thing is it kind of was so last minute that I don't even know, but it's continuing on. You can still go and watch it. It's still in theaters. Um, and apparently the box office numbers before this were just awful. So like in general, in, in general, they're just like, it, it was a really, it was going to be a really bad October. And anybody involved with the box office was like, yes, this October was not going well at all. And then this film has single-handedly now saved theaters and made it so that they're having great Octobers now. But it is a really strange thing because this was so last minute, like it was not a big was lead up promo. to it. Yeah. There's really no commercial, nothing that was advertising it at all. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it's just, oh, this is popping up in theaters. And, oh, great. Now it's doing really well for the theaters. So I was just thinking that 
you know, she might have some sort of deal with the movie theaters. She's in with them and they're like, look, we're having a really rough October. And if we get Taylor Swift involved, she will single handedly save it. And she did. Is that a conspiracy theory or just a smart business decision? Well, maybe. It's funny because she did say she partnered directly and cut out the middleman with these theaters as well. And then she charged nineteen eighty nine for tickets, which was even more expensive than a regular, which, uh, you know, an ode to her in 1989 and her birth year. And which her fans would pay easily. And they, yeah, she's overcharging for these tickets. And all of a sudden, yeah, it's just like, ha, huh, the box office, there we are. How long do you think it would take to throw together a good concert film? Like, I, how much notice would they need to get a crew there to film it and get the sound and then get it all edited? Because it did feel very last minute. You're right. It Usually did. that's something that would be promoted, but... And this is the thing, too, is, like, it doesn't need to be good, even. Like, you just... <laughs> all she needs to say is, there's a Taylor Swift thing in theaters, and everybody and just the Swifties are there. I yeah. had a ton of friends who went, and I was like, when did this even come? And they're like, duh, I just found out about this, and I had to go. It's just, holy hell. And the box office is now just flying high, so... On the genius. plausibility scale, uh, do you have a rating? I don't have a How many Kubrick flags on the moon out of 10 do you give this I'm one? Movie-related conspiracy? Yeah. Depend, like 14 or 15? It could go but either it way, even really. It like a conspiracy, really. It or just, just feels really like just legit like a, what's happening. Like a smart move. Man, it's genius. The Beckler and Shauna Podcast. If you're new to the show, we like to recognize businesses with great pun names. Yes, local businesses especially. And we keep a list called the Fortune 500. Yes. I have a few to add, if Please. I could. Yes. So the first is a nail and tanning salon, which I drive past every morning on my way to work, and I just never noticed the pun before, but it's called Sensational. Oh, that's good. Pretty straightforward. Very simple. I um, love it. Mm -hmm. okay. Then yesterday, I was driving beside a, a company vehicle, a logoed truck from this uh, company called Raptor Signs and Graphics, but it's Raptor with a W, as in like wrapping something with your brand you know like a vehicle wrap is their logo Building. like a raptor, uh, a raptor? I, just, I hope so I, it just said raptor okay i was disappointed though because the truck the truck was a dodge ram and I was like, that, that would have been a great opportunity to have a ford raptor oh yeah as your company truck yeah it would have get like then, a little oh, man the custom made w to go in front of it and it would be the only that would be too good problem is that truck's like a hundred thousand dollars okay it's like over a hundred thousand dollars not necessary so, nope easier said than done still good yeah um, raptor i like it finally this isn't a, a a pun i just thought it was a tremendous business name so mckenna and i were down at brookfield place the other day uh, and she grabbed lunch from this cool little salad and bowl place yep. in brookfield place called dirt belly Oh, I know of Dirt Belly. Yeah. It's a great place. Good food. Because uh, it's all like, you know, garden greens and that sort of thing. And The name is hilarious, though. Dirt Belly? Dirt Belly. Oh, man. I got to find a way to work that into conversation. So he's got a little Dirt Belly on him, you know? No, se like seriously. <laughs> like, envision that everybody that works there has a dirty belly. You know, they're all wearing belly tops and just have dirt rubbed on their belly. Hello. Fresh Welcome from the to garden. Dirt belly. Who has the dirtiest belly of them all? You got earth on your belly. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's part of it. Dirt Belly. Their loyalty rewards program is just your belly getting dirtier and dirtier. No, we just got to put more dirt on there. More dirt. That's what I'm going to call it after I have like kind of a, a crappy weekend of eating. Yeah. Like if I eat a lot of junk. Oh, oh I got a bit of a dirt belly Real going on Real dirt here. belly going on. You've been listening to the Beckler and Shauna podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Offering affordable customization on your new home. You want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative. X92.9. Monday through Friday. 
Saturday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at x929.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have Beckler and Shauna download it daily to whatever device you use. Later. After Hours, a weekly podcast that brings X Afternoons with Mariah and Ty to another level of awesome and allows you to listen on your own terms. Go behind the curtain and hear the stuff you won't hear on the radio. Like, f they're going to say f Find X After Hours wherever you get your podcasts or on the X app.